Welcome to episode 14 of the VCD Roundtable. We have a new setup today with five people on the line, and we are going to do a quick round of introductions soon. Today's session is going to be primarily around um, some of the news from the VMware Explore in Las Vegas, but also some of the other product news. So we will cover um, what happened uh, during Explorer, some of the changes in regards to VMware, VCF, um, NSX, ALB, CSE, etc., um, in consideration for the service providers. But before we get there, let's start off with a quick round of introduction. I'm throwing the first ball over to Sasha. Um, quick intro, who you are, what you do, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Hello, my name is Sasha Schwunk, partner at Comdivision. Uh, working a lot uh, with uh, Cloud Director, last days a lot with the challenge days that we are presenting over the aggregators to show what what's new on the Cloud Director, what service providers can offer with Cloud Director to their customers. Yeah, and a lot with, still a lot with uh, NSX V2T migrations and ZSE, the complete Tanzu stuff. Tobi. Yeah, my name is Tobias Pauschek, uh, partner at Comdivision, focusing primarily on the whole networking stuff, but also uh, on the service provider business with Cloud Director, VCF, and stuff like this. Hand over to Matthias. Hi, Matthias here, partner at Comdivision, mainly working in the service provider space as a cloud architect for VCD and NSX. Allah, you're next. Yes, hi, I'm the newbie here. Alain based in Belgium, but a member of the Comdivision team. I'm the go-to guy for the ARIA products, so especially operations, uh, operations for logs, as they're now called. But I do a lot of work in the service provider business around these products, but also around chargeback, uh, which we will talk about in a later session. So welcome everybody. Um, yeah, my name is Eve Sanford. I didn't cover myself, uh, CEO of Comdivision, VCDX, and one of the lead architects around um, anything we do in the service provider and enterprise space. Um, I couldn't join this year, um, Explore, due to some family um, issues, but um, I heard from everybody else it was a great show and there were uh, quite a few um, things to cover, even though a lot we covered already in the session before Explore, so we were a bit ahead of time, so at least um, that worked out well. So with that being said, um, uh, one of the storylines which we have been following along from, from a VMware perspective, I think, is the whole integration of VCF. VCF becomes more and more the standard procedure for VMware to deploy their products. Um, there are changes coming, or not changes, but there are improvements coming so that you can actually integrate it even better with VCD and uh, the lifecycle management around service providers. We will clearly give it a shot in one of our next projects and keep you posted over here from that perspective. But with that being said, um, Sasha covered it already. NSX V2T was still a huge topic um, during at least the service provider talks we had during Explore and we wanted to give you some, uh, or we wanted to actually cover some of the deadlines you need to keep in mind. I mean, the NSXV product is end of life already for quite a bit, but um, who wants to quickly talk about the other th dates uh, around the migrator and what that would mean from a um, 
actual project perspective if you are still yeah. not I think it's very important to know that the migration tool is end of life, end of uh, quarter three this year, and the end of support from VMware end of January next year. So it's very important to know that um, when you are in a migration, um, yes, yeah, speed it up, take a look that you finish it until end of January. So that also means with the end of support and become an open source product, there is no um, development in this tool in the next few months or so with 1.4.2, the latest version, all features we have in this version we can use. And um, I don't expect that we will get new features in the future for the migration tool. As long as no one from the community would come up and actually build them. But I think the challenge is because all of the larger service providers are mostly done with their migration. Um, it's going to be interesting if someone actually shows up and does something again, then also whether they are going to share it with the community. However, that's going to be the interesting part, depending on what VMware is going to put in there as a license term for um, that, because we only know it's going to be public uh, open source but it could be interesting which license they put it on under from that perspective. But yeah, that's right. with that being covered, anything else on the NSX V2T migration storyline, anything from latest projects, Toby, Matthias, anything you wanna share and make everybody aware of? Um, because the war stories are always the most uh, uh, interesting ones, I think. Some of the weirdest things which you thought would not work and uh, actually worked, but uh, also what are things people should watch out for? What are the things where you actually run into problems again and again? Because it's, I think it's it's still there are from all the talks we have seen is like, I'm pretty sure we still not have even covered 50% of the service providers migrated. So whatever we can give people as tips and tricks, I think is helpful. So any that's what I meant with any new war stories. So from from my perspective, because I'm not really involved in doing migrations V2T, but on, on my hand, uh, you have a lot of people not being familiar with T or NSX, how it's called nowadays. Um, so my advice is please educate yourself, get familiar how NSX works there are huge differences, especially for service providers, how to build shared services, how to build dedicated tenant services and have a proper design in place. And please, please, please keep standardization in mind. Standardization is key. Otherwise you're going to build a custom solution for every single tenant. That's the only advice I have still. So that comes back to our uh, approach, which we always preach is like architecture first. First, build your architecture, understand the solution. And I think NSXT makes it even more clear. You should have a test and demo environment where you play around with things first before you actually go live. And also what we have seen um, over the past is it's good to have that on the same version numbers as your real life scenario so that you can test drive upgrades because they sometimes can have some interesting results from time yeah. to time. And on the other hand, as Matthias already mentioned, standardizing, standardizing is a key point, but um, what I often see in the last couple of 
migrations and, and weeks is, um, yes, on the first hand, the solution will be just the migration from V to T or from V to NSX. Uh, and then we can start with the standardization because on one hand, we need to migrate uh, the stuff as it is. We cannot change anything in the migration. Let's Let's just wrap up an example. If you have done static routing on your V edges, we need to do the static routing on the T edges from the for the migration itself as well. We can change it afterwards, but from the migration purpose, we just need to migrate the environment as it is. Everything else needs to be changed afterwards. This is really one big, big pitfall we often see because everything everybody says, <laughs> hey, I would like to utilize now OSPF, BGP, whatever as a dynamic routing uh, and just migrate everything. Yeah, that's not working because you have decided that you do a static routing in the old NSXV world. Then now we need to migrate it first also to NSXT, utilizing proxy up on the on the tier zero. And then after we have done the migration and after NSXV has been moved out, now we can talk about changes. But that all links back to have a proper design. Have a proper Think design. Before yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, Matthias mentioned have a, a test environment to test everything out, to test the, the versions and everything. Uh, I would like, from my perspective, to add, please look at the hands-on labs. Uh, I know I'm a big fan. I used to work with them. Uh, there are labs out for everything. You can get a complete environment with cloud director, operations, everything, latest versions. And the big advantage is in the hands-on labs, it's free. Uh, and you can test things out, destroy it, and start all over again, which is not so simple in real life. And uh, you don't have to wait for Explore uh, to go there and use the labs. You can use them from your home. You can even run them on tablets these days. Little pitch for the hands-on labs. But I think that's a very good point because it's like, in the early days of, of when it was still called VMworld, um, I think that was one of the reasons why people actually came to the conference in the first place, because that was a huge chain, uh, chance to actually test all the products, uh, um, um, get really hands-on experience. But since they opened that up um, so that you can do this all year round, that makes it far more, I think, attractive. On the other hand, I still like um, uh, to see this uh, during Explore. So if you're coming to Barcelona, they are also typically doing these, uh, I'm not sure how they are called, two to three hour um, sessions in a room yeah. where you actually all together actually do the hands-on labs, um, get some presentations. Um, if you get a chance to get into one of these, uh, they are typically very good. I have been in some around service provider topics like Cloud Director and other things in the past. And it always had been a lot of fun. Um, talking about news, um, also, we wanted to quickly cover um, some of the news around CSE. I know we are going to make a dedicated um, session around CSE 4.1 with some of the people from the um, BU from VMware um, in the next few weeks. But um, up until then, What's really new around CSE, Sasha, and uh, what are some of the other surrounding topics like ALB and everything else doing? Yeah, so um, 
CSE fordered one is out. Uh, really good. Um, yeah, solved known issues. So many customers or many service providers had trouble with uh, deleting uh, Kubernetes cluster. The most of this stuff is now solved and it works really good. It's very, it becomes more and more simple with the, um, with the installation and also with the upgrades. It was very easy to upgrade from 4.0 to 4.1. Um, one important part um, many service provider currently struggling with is after the upgrade from 4.0 to 4.1, that you have to make sure that you use the right TKG images because a few of the old ones are not longer supported. So make sure you take a look at the intercompatibility matrix and um, yeah, the what are the current supported versions of TKG and download the right versions and provide them in the catalog for your customers. And then you are on a very good way. The enrollment will become faster and faster and yeah, looks very good. And the other point you mentioned, Eve, um, the NSX ALB stuff, um, it becomes more and more features now from ALB who was, uh, who, which was provider managed first come into the tenant for the customer. So tenants are able to configure the HTTP policies in the current version, um, configure certificates. And in the next steps, there will become more and more also the integration of web application firewall in the uh, tenant portal so that you are able to leave uh, to or your tenants are or your customers are able to configure the web application firewall in cloud director directly without needing you as a provider but yeah be sure and be careful because of the licenses um, with alb enterprise license uh, you need enterprise license for the web application firewall so make sure you have configured it for your tenants. Make sure you are talking about the design and that's the point again with architecture and design that you, um, how to configure the service engine groups because of the points you have to pay per vCPU of service engine. Though that's very important to have a discuss discussion here, but uh, we will have it in one of the later versions of this round table to have a deep dive with CSE 4.1 and also the combination with ALB web application firewall and how to count the points and how to configure service engine groups for different customer sets. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. We had several discussions in the last couple of weeks with service providers around uh, also NSX licenses where uh, people were a bit surprised about some of the changes. The VCPP usage guide is really your friend and should be part of every design discussion. I know that people try to avoid some of these discussions during the design phase, but it can have a heavy impact whether you're using the, let's say NSX free, it's not free, it's included in your base bundle um, edition or whether you're actually ending up in the enterprise plus space where you all of a sudden get all kinds of wonderful features, 
but that changes the price you are going to charge towards your customers dramatically. And the same applies to many, many other products. So it's always good to understand that. And also it's very important to understand what's really the difference between the um, different license types and how they are applied, if they are applied on a per VM basis, on a per tenant basis, on an overall infrastructure basis. Um, and that's why we always encourage during any design phase that we spend at least one or two workshop sessions on really going through what's the plan and what's the uh, what's the necessary features, because we have seen some service providers in the past who had quite a bit of a surprise from that perspective, but in both ways. Some were surprised about um, um, the amount of points they actually need. Some, on the other hand, were surprised about the feature sets they already have in the base packages. So it's, it's really an evaluation. And when it comes to an architecture first approach, it's important for you as a service provider to really know what the product is you are going to actually uh, provide to your customers and what your customer demand actually is. And uh, once we have that, I think uh, we are very well covered. Good. Anything to add before we call it a wrap for our wonderful episode 14? If not, I would say uh, thank you all for listening. Um, again, the podcast goes out on all the typical podcast platforms. The videos are on, on the VCD Roundtable YouTube channel. And um, as always, leave comments in the tools so that we can actually um, come back, cover specific topics, write to one of us as well. We are always happy if people want to actually share some comments. Also, if you want to be part of the show at one point in time, um, also, please let us know. We are always happy to welcome people out of the VCPP community on the VCD Roundtable show and um, like to add you um, in an episode, whether you're going to talk about an implementation you have done, some war stories or anything else, uh, let us know and we see where we can put you into the schedule. With that being said, thank you for listening from my side and I'm handing over to Sasha for his goodbye. Yeah, thank you for listening and hopefully you are uh, join us at um, VMware Explore in Barcelona. If you are in Barcelona, send us a message. Maybe we can have a meeting and see you. Toby. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. As Sasha mentioned, if you're in Barcelona, uh, drop us a message and see you in the next episode. Matthias. Yeah, famous last words. Uh, short wrap up from my side, I think, with more and more integrations coming into VCD. Please always take a closer look to the product interoperability metrics and read the release notes. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for listening. It was a joy being here and hope to see you all in Barcelona. You can buy us beer there. Thanks. <laughs>